Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit TheReptileReport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is it's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. Python Morph 101. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about the caramel and the red mm-hmm. uh, carpet 
Python morphs. Um, it seems to be two different camps uh, in the uh, world of carpet pythons. Either you're a caramel person or a red person. There's only a select few, like me and Owen, that uh, we are in both sides, on both sides of the fence. Uh, we do caramel. And I, we enjoy, do I enjoy both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have both. So. I was uh, in preparation for the show. There was a couple things that I wanted to uh, clear with uh, probably the guy that I would say is most experienced with the red uh, morph is uh, Jason Balin. And probably around 10 o'clock, he's going to be giving a call in uh, to chat with us about um, about the uh, you know the genetics, what he's seen, um, you know, uh, because the thing with the red is is that the they they don't necessarily hold on to that coloration into adulthood, whereas mm-hmm. caramel is more cut and dry, uh, incomplete dominant um, with a super form. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about the uh, you know the history of it and such and. Um, some of the different trains of thought of what people think is going on. Um, mm-hmm. I know some people, I, I may may agree with this somewhat, is that um, some people believe it's the same type of thing, um, just, uh, you know, like a, a different version um, of the same gene, so to speak. And to date, that I know of, nobody has bred the two. Do you know anybody? Uh, reds to caramels? Yeah. There's always someone at a reptile show that, like, comes up. And now, at various reptile shows, there's always somebody who comes over to a table and tells you their plan. And sometimes their plan is really good. Sometimes their plan makes you scratch their head. Now, <laughs> you'll try to talk them you'll, you'll try to talk them out of their plan if it's really kind of weird. And a lot of times they won't hear it. So there have been numerous times where I have people come up to me and they go, you know what? I'm going to breed a red to a caramel. And the only thing is just like, why? Because it doesn't really help the reds. It doesn't really help the caramels. And the problem is that baby caramels are born red. So basically everything would come out red and you'd be like, perfect. Now what? So then you have to almost wait a year as everything grows up and colors up before you can be like, okay, you guys are caramels, you guys are red. So if you're willing to wait a year, sure, go ahead. But I don't think it would really be beneficial. I don't think the project would really be insane. Plus, if I look at what straight-up caramel the caramel project and what Jason's doing with his reds, what the hell is the point of crossing the two? Why not just have your reds over here and your caramels over here and call it a damn day? But Right. That's me, and well, no one listens to me. I'm behind the table. What do I know? I didn't yeah, nothing, you're just, apparently. Yeah. You're just breeding them, you know. Who knows? Yeah, you're just um, jealous because you never thought of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I have to be honest. At some point, I will probably do it. And the Why? Whole idea, I just went through a thing. Were you I, not listening I, to me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to push that button. No, um, I, it's it. just my... Here's here's the thing. It's just my curiosity. I don't have a problem holding on to babies, obviously. I don't have big clutches. And more than likely, I would just sell them as normals. Because 
I don't think you would ever be able to tell unless unless you do a super caramel. If you breed a super caramel to a red, then you can yeah. say that they're all caramels, you know. In yeah, theory. but then but then what's the where's the red like what's the point of the red? Like are you expecting um, what what colors are you expecting the red to contribute here? I don't know. I, I think it, my thinking would be that if it works similar to what you see with, uh, who knows, man, maybe a leucistic would pop out. <laughs> Why? Oh, shut up. <laughs> maybe if we bring a red jag with caramel jag, that's what a living leucistic. Dude, I, what if, I don't want to do this what? show anymore. I don't want to do this episode anymore. I'm freaking leaving. I'm hanging up. What if that, check. no, just for saying, just think about Stop it. it. What if that really worked? <laughs> I, oh, I wouldn't know what to do. I, I'd have to come on here and eat such a big piece of humble pie that I wouldn't be able to do the show anymore. I'd announce my retirement oh. immediately. Oh, that would be hysterical. I would have oh, like a, a living leucistic. How'd you do it? Well, I bred a caramel to a I red. I bred a red jag to a caramel jag. Oh, oh, I, I, turns uh, turns I, out. I'd, I'd want to I'd punch you. Oh. I wouldn't turns know what to out, do. Turns out that knucklehead at the reptile show is on to something. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. So, uh, shut up. I don't know, man. Crazy things have happened. I know crazy things have happened, and I know you can never gauge on a morph whether it's going to pop out of anywhere. But part of me is just thinking just by looking at how reds and caramels work, that combining the two – it isn't really going to do too much. It's almost like if we went further down the road and combined caramel with hypo. I mean, what the hell would a hypo caramel look like? It would probably just look like well, an uglier hypo. No, What's they the have point? them in they have them in Australia. Caramel oh, hypo. Then so man. they they look Shut pretty up. hot, man. I, I mean, don't know. I'm gauging myself on not having paid attention to that. So. <laughs> All right, we'll move along quickly. <laughs> yeah, we're going to move on quick. Quickly. Uh, God damn it. So, um, well, before we get into the, uh, the, the meat and potatoes of the, uh, of the caramel stuff, and the, uh, we're going to hit on some news. We want to talk about the Northeast Carpet Fest. But more importantly, what's up with you, Owen? What's new at Rogue Reptiles? I got shit hatching. What do you have um, hatching? Super, super Caramel Jags. It's almost like they knew the episode was going to be today. So, oh, wow. Okay. Fair enough. I know, right? It's like, no, nobody's out of the egg, but they're just tipping. But uh-huh. I am, I'm already kind of excited about these guys. I've been kind of waiting for this clutch to hatch. And, and I've been, like, checking my incubator because it's like we're, they're, they're day 60 is the 14th. So I'm like, any day now, any day now. Any day now. But you guys hurry up, get out of the damn eggs. And I'm, like, just watching. And I did the whole, like, every once in a while you check and you see nothing's changed. So you close the door and you're walking halfway out of the room. You're like, wait a minute. You go back and you realize that that thing in the corner was the head of a baby popping out of the egg. So um, it's uh, it's really cool. I'm waiting for them to come out, and I think it's going to be a really cool clutch. Uh, and then it was, like, Christmas here uh Today in the mail came Uh-oh. in boxes. Yeah, marked perishable. <laughs> marked perishable. I got I got in trouble for violating the uh, no snakes allowed in the office um, 
rule again. <laughs> yeah, well, he should be used to it by now. So uh, I got a pair of Vietnamese blue beauty snakes. Very cool. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So how are they? They're really cool. They're really laid back, but they are fast. Like, I was holding the female, and she's like, you know what? I really don't want to be in your hand anymore. And it was like, shoom. And it was, it, it just was quick. And it was out. And I'm like, whoa, they're long. They have these big heads. And you expect just by their head, if this were like any other colubrid, um, you, you would just, like, expect the rest of the body to be much, much bigger. But it's right. lean, and it's thin. And the tail goes on for freaking ever. From like the vent to the tip of the tail is way longer than you ever would expect, even on the girl. So it's they're they're just insanely long animals. So I'm getting acquainted with them, and they're very very cool animals, and they're very very cool stuff. So um, I'm excited to have them, and then uh, I haven't actually seen the but. With the uh, with the beauties, the the breeder was telling me to feed them like every other day, but feed them like a small meal. Every other day, wow. Every okay. other day, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, these things might get old real quick. So, um, I'll, so I'll let you know how this goes. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, what do they eat? Like a like mouse? Hoppers. Hearts. Hoppers is apparently. Hoppers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she says keeping the meals small and often is better for them. I okay. may take that to heart a little bit, but then kind of try my own stuff from what we've talked to other keepers about, as well as, you know, I don't want to feed them every other day. So, um, <laughs> I will, you I'll see lose. how that goes. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine if we do it my way. So, uh, we'll consider that one. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how that goes. The other thing I got in the mail came from KJ. Oh, boy. He KJ just found out that his pair of Timor pythons was actually two female Timor pythons. So oh, uh, he and I talked, and uh, I got a female Timor python. So she's not actually with me because I have no room in quarantine for an animal her size. So she's with Andrew, and I need to get her as quick as humanly possible. Otherwise, by the time I get her, she will be nine feet because Andrew feeds like a crazy person. So I will uh, let you, you know how that like goes. But mon- I'm gonna, like you their feed monitors. them like their monitors? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go down and get her as soon as I can. But I'm going to go see her this weekend. But, yeah, I have a Timor python. So, um yeah. Well, you said now you're I gotta find a boy. Yeah, it just—it's one of those. You know what? I would be cool. That yeah, would be really cool. And then everything kind of aligned, and it's like, well, shit. All right. So yeah. Man, they're definitely a cool-looking snake for sure. You know, they're uh, so I hope, pretty. <clears throat> I hope. Um, my hope would be that you know you guys are able to reproduce them and move away yeah. from that. Uh, you know. Uh, shitting on you, whole thing. You know, I I, I would think that you probably probably could be. You know, yeah. Be out, but but still, yeah. I man. mean, you know, it's just like 
uh, from what I hear from what Timors act like, a uh-huh. lot of it is um, kind of the way they describe it. It sounds a lot like how retics and other animals acted when they were in the first couple generations of straight out of the wild, especially right. with the pythons. So, sure. you know, it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, I think after a few generations it would start to settle and who knows, maybe we'll be, we'll get some cool pythons. Then you can own them after everybody else does the hard work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. High end, low maintenance, man. That's how we roll. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Uh, I had a, uh, I had a clutch hatch out. It was the albino to ocelot jag, and I was telling you before we started that, um, you know, the jags, uh, although wacky patterns like on it somewhat for the most part, mm-hmm. um, they kind of look like normal jags like normal jungle jags. Um, I yeah. think their color is going to be pretty intense. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the, so I got four jags and four normals. So it was eight. It was really an 11 egg clutch, but, uh, three of the, uh, eggs went bad. Um, damn. So, and they were all jags. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where if I breed a normal to the jag, um, then the, the albinos will pop out and they'll be, uh, you know, ocelot like, um, I don't right. know. So <clears throat> now the female that I have is not like, uh, she's one of the original, like, uh, looks like some of the original stuff. So she's not as excru- extreme as like some of, uh, Mike Curtin's, um, uh, you know, uh, Earl, uh, his clutches from uh, a few years ago, or the, like current years. Right. Um, but uh, I, I'm curious. I, I'm going to send him the pictures and see what he thinks, uh, and then go from there. But uh, you know, it's still all in all, it's cool uh, to see. Yeah. And uh, I, the project will definitely keep going. Um, you know, because I think that they will be pretty cool as an albino. Um, but uh, I don't know. So well, we got that going. On. Hopefully, it's one of those. Yeah, I mean, like, hopefully, it's one of those things of like after they shed a few times, you start seeing like the little ocelot markers or whatever the hell we're calling them these days. And you know, <laughs> yeah. it would be it'd be one of those things of as it progresses, you progresses, you really start seeing more and more of it, and then you can kind of go from there. So. Yeah, you know, one of the things is that uh, I thought that maybe the. Um, um, because these, I never took pictures of the snakes uh, pre-shed, pre-first mm. shed. Uh, but mm. I wanted to sort of this year on my website, I wanted to show some progression pics. So I made sure that I took the, you know, like when I set them up, uh, that I took pictures of them individually. And, uh, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I was telling you before the show that the... Uh, the citrus tiger had albino stuff. I was kind of like, you know, that, that, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like the results weren't as good as like say previous year, but now that they're starting to shed, uh, I take that back. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I, I should have just put them in the tub and forgot about it till they shed. And then, you know, it went from there, but, um, you know, I don't know. That'll teach me, I guess. 
So yeah, ne- now never again. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, that's what we got going on here. Um, the uh, Northeast Carpet Fest is right around the corner. Uh, basically, we're what uh, a week and a half away. Uh, Some of that, yeah. So <clears throat> we have what one day left on the t-shirts? Yeah, right. this is the last. Yeah, this is the last day. So um, yeah, this and is one of those things where you got to get it done. I'll have to see. Did somebody score? <laughs> yeah. Can you hear him all the way from upstairs? Yeah, I can. <laughs> what the hell? Way to go, Jim. You know, <laughs> For those for those who don't know, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins are in the uh, playoffs and are um, <laughs> playing the Washington Capitals. And apparently, somebody just scored. So if you listen very softly throughout the uh, entire show, you'll hear Jim screaming from two floors away and Zero's reaction to him jumping around like an idiot. So there you go. <laughs> Well, we're, gonna we're providing a, a service. We're going to have a word with Jim later. Yeah. The, the service is, is that, uh, you know, uh, you can listen to the show and uh, know the score all at the same time. See what I mean? Yeah. There you go. Right there. <laughs> um, I'm trying to look up how – do you know off the top of your head how many uh, – what the count is at for the shirts? The shirts are we have sold 51 shirts, and we okay. have raised uh, over $700. I think we're at like seven oh six thirty, something like that. Okay. So, yeah, we have. No. Nope. We're doing very well. No. Seven hundred and fifty dollars. Just looked it up. Fifty four shirts. What happened? We sold some more. Oh my god. Okay, this so there we go. For like not paying attention. All right. So. Yeah. We got seven hundred and fifty on there. Plus we have the extra what almost three hundred from uh no f- there's three hundred from Carbifest. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's pretty good. We're um yeah, we're already looking at over a thousand dollars to give the US Arc and we haven't even done auction. Uh there's a few Carbifests that haven't gone through yet, so Yeah. So our auction is yeah. going to start online. Uh, typically, we start it the week before. So probably yeah. we'll probably open it up next week on the show, uh, and then yep. uh, you know you'll be able to bid throughout the week. And then if you come to Carpet Fest, um, you will uh, you'll be able to put the final bid on there. Uh, if you um, are interested in donating something. Uh, please get in contact with uh, with me or Owen, um, either through Facebook or email, info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com, and uh, we'll get it going um, and everything so that we can uh, put it together. Already we have the uh, shirts from Scott and mm-hmm. Ty, uh, and they're, they should be pretty cool. Uh, and, yep. uh, you know, some other uh, some other cool stuff. Um, the, I guess we got the... Two thousand dollar voucher from you. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> May have added a zero, but yeah. <laughs> so, um. um. 
And uh, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, I don't know if there's any other details you have to hit on as far as Carpet Fest. It's just in Birdsboro, PA. Um, yep. It's uh, Saturday, the 21st. Yep. At 3 o'clock. Uh, hopefully you contacted Owen to tell him what food you're bringing. Uh, God help you if you just show up at my house. God help you. Uh, anyway, well, good times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um so, I don't know. There was a couple things I saw in the pick of the week that I thought was worth mentioning, and then we'll jump into good. the caramels. Um, I don't know if you saw. This is a good time of year for the show, actually, because you get to talk about these different things. But um, Morelia Trophy Club, I know. <laughs> yeah, food, food, food. Um, Morelia Trophy Club, uh, he hatched out a clutch of Carpondros and Jagpondros. I know that's your favorite mm. thing in the world, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. is Bill listening? Because I don't know yet. It might be, it might not. But uh, um, uh, they they look nice. They really do. Um, and they do look interesting. And, and I, something about Jack Pondros is one of those things that see some people that they kind of are, they come in waves. Like all of a sudden people will be all about Jack Pondros for a season. And uh there'll be some good ones hatched out and then uh, you never really kind of see them. I don't know if that's because certain Jag, certain Carpondros aren't bred too much or you don't see too many people breeding them, but they're, they're really good looking animals. I know. So uh, the Jag Pondros that um, really Trophy Club did hatch out, they were very good looking animals. So I, I would not be surprised to see some of the major Carpondro people built. Um, uh, jump in on getting one or two of those just to add to the group. Um, so, but yeah, they're they're very cool. I would never own them, but they're very cool looking. Now these are from that's Gamma it. Five. Uh, oh, that changes everything. I must have. <laughs> but um, uh, that, that that adds a little bit more uh, of an interesting kind of question mark that goes along with this because Gamma is like, now we're talking diamond blood, and we're talking all the things that went into Gamma are now in a Carpondro. And I don't believe, has diamond ever been involved in a Carpondro? I don't think so. Me either. But no, there could be somebody I think that's yelling a first. at the radio right now. Yeah. So I don't know, but that that's makes it a lot more interesting because if we're already having issues breeding Carpondros, now we're going to try to find one that's like, I don't know, maybe I want to go down to 60 degrees. And it's like, so it's one of those conflicting things. Is that going to make it harder or easier? So um, I would be interested to see how these guys fare when they get older when it comes to adding them to the breeding stock that is already kind of tricky. So, yeah, I don't know. Bill had that one Carpondra that was like, it looked like it was covered in like blue and gray and had that white belly. You know, the one that already pissed, yes. almost pissed all over me. Yeah. That one's <laughs> yes. really, really cool looking. And I hate to admit that it's really, really cool looking because of what it is. But it was really, really cool looking. And it's like, would that be genetic? Would that be inherent? If you bred that to, like, a jag, would you end up getting this, like, blue, crazy kind of jag? Looks like it's covered in pretty pebbles. I don't know. <laughs> so. Right. It, it's something to think about, or will you just get green animals? I don't know. But 
but it is right. cool, and I see why Bill kind of likes to play with the Dr. Frankenstein stuff. Um, he also likes to stop my heart every 20 minutes by going, you know, it'd be great with that, a rough scale. I'm like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't do it. So. But, yeah, so, they're, very, they're very pretty. Yeah, they're cool. I'm going to switch gears, though. It's like when you start yes. looking at all these mutants and mutts, and then you think about, yeah. so you said Diamond Python, and this stood out to me this week uh, by this guy, Alex uh, Leith, I think his name is, and he's from Australia. But um, yeah. this diamond that he posted over in Morelia Pick of the Week, holy shit, man. I do yeah. love diamonds. <laughs> that thing is insane. Oh, my God. Just makes me love diamonds all the more. Um, who needs morphs when you got something like that? I mean, that's just a killer animal for sure. So yeah, um, I do. I something about diamonds. Like I wish to God I had pulled the trigger on them years ago, just because I absolutely love my diamonds and I, I see what everybody else has with theirs. And it's like even that, even if it's like a classic, not freaking like I've never seen a, a diamond that was not awesome looking. Like you right. know, everybody's like, well, that's not really that stellar of a diamond. Bullshit. All diamonds are very, very good looking. I don't know if it's because we're all suckers for the stupid contrast, because it's a diamond, but there's some amazing diamonds out there, and then I've not found an ugly one. So it's it's one of those things where, again, I wish I had pulled the trigger on diamonds years ago. So they're very good-looking animals. And that animal, that I, I know the animal you're talking about on Pick of the Week, it was gorgeous. If you're on the I'm fence posting... about diamonds, go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm posting these up in the chat. Um, okay. Well, we got one more minute. I, I'll hit on one more thing since we're talking caramels. Okay. I don't know if you saw this uh, super caramel jag, the super caramel jag clutch that uh, Hesham uh, hatched out. Um, yeah. Let's see. So it had one leucistic, and then it had this yeah. crazy looking um, caramel um, uh-huh. going on. Um, yeah, really bright caramel. Yeah. Yeah, really. I don't know. Yeah, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you think it's possible that, you know, that if you have the caramel and you have a really nice caramel jag and a really nice caramel jag, could you make a, a, a better super caramel jag because you're using, it's like getting double the dose? Almost, you know what Dude, I mean? This, these, these are the questions we've asked for everything. I mean, we've always said that if you breed a jag to a jag, are you going to get better jags? Are they going to have really good-looking backstripes and blah, 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 blah? And what I've found is that there are ways to get to what everybody expects out of a jag to jag without actually doing jag to jag. Right. So, I mean, will, will you get really cool-looking caramels, of course. But you got the one dead leucistic, and then you got that one dead crazy-looking caramel. Now, did that caramel die of God knows what? So it's just one of those things where you can't really, you know, know. Did it die because there was something involved with the leucistic part of it? Or, Mm -hmm. or like, was it, like, was that technically like a caramel Lucy or something stupid like that? Who knows? But right. or did it die just because of every once in a while you get one that doesn't make it out of the egg and it happened to be that guy? I mean, yep. uh, 
it happens. I mean, the prettiest jag out of my red jag clutch came out with a messed up head. So a lot of times when they start developing, the development goes sideways, the color doesn't come in fully. So when they get ripped out of the egg after you realize they aren't coming out or dead, they look all funky. And how much is that because they died halfway through and stopped developing their color? So, I mean, I don't know. But it it kind of goes back to, again, the argument of everybody thinks if you bred Jag to Jag, you'd get really reduced Jags and great backstripes and blah, 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 blah. And what I've found is you can do that and avoid the Lucy's and all that other crap just by breeding the right animals to your Jags. Well, I guess my let me let me try to rephrase my question then. If you okay. if you're selectively breeding for yes. caramel jags, and you yes. not necessarily has to be jag to jag, but if you're doing caramel, yeah. really nice caramel to really nice caramel jag, are, are you gonna get? I mean, you're gonna get really nice caramels, but is it possible that something yeah. like this could be produced? Is my is yeah, my you, what I'm trying to get at? You, you're exactly correct, and we've, and we've again, we've seen that with numerous other projects. If I breed a really nice granite to a really nice het granite, I'm going to get really nice granite. Yes, I will still get those ones that maybe aren't the best looking, because that's just how it goes. You do get, right. regardless of what you do, you will get the ugly ones in the group. So if I bred a really nice caramel to a really nice caramel jack, or if you want to take it a step further... If I bred a really nice super caramel to a really nice super caramel jag, yeah, right. I'm going to get great-looking animals. I will get the short ends of the sticker ones where, like, hey, you happen to be the, you know, ugly caramel jag out of the group or something like that. But, you know, e- even then with all the supers, you'd still get that one super that's like, God, what happened to you? So, but, yeah, if you take the time and produce the projects and really work at it, you're make really good looking animals and maybe if Hesham does the same pairing next year an animal that looks like the one that died in the egg goes full term and it comes out yeah yeah or maybe next year next year he gets three more that look just like it that die in the egg and we have another goddamn question mark to deal with so (laughs) yeah um okay so we'll just trans we'll just go right into uh into some caramel talk, and then uh, as soon as we're done that, we'll start talking reds, and we'll get Jason on here and uh, chat about it. Um, so basically, the caramel gene has been around for a while. Uh, it popped out of a clutch. Um, I believe it was in France, um, and it just surprisingly yep. popped out. Um, they were um, They were very black from what we look at today. Uh, in 2003, uh, Paul Harris from UK Python, uh, he acquired, acquired several pairs of these caramel coastals from the breeder who hatched them. Um, and uh, they were from normal-looking parents. So, uh, you know, I guess sometimes these things just happen is kind of what I was getting at maybe earlier with the uh, the previous uh, picture that we posted up. Um but uh, these babies were red in color with uh, no noticeable black markings at all. Only very fine brown edging to some of the pattern. Uh, he was quite confident that the trait would be reproducible as the babies looked different than normal red babies that were sometimes found in coastal clutches. 
so in 2006, he bred a uh, coastal jag to a female caramel. He hatched out some normal-looking jags and coastals, as well as a caramel jag and caramel babies from that pairing. So it seems at that point that the trait was uh, co-dominant or incomplete dominant, and he hatched out the uh, and he hatched out the double codom caramel jag. In 2007, he tried the same pairing again, um, along with another pairing. Uh, so basically, he had a male caramel to a female caramel jag. Uh, both clutches contained caramel jags and caramels as well as normal jags and coastals. He bred a caramel to a caramel for the first time in 2007. Uh, the outcome mm-hmm. was 19A from this clutch. He was uh, also consistent with that being a co-dominant trait. Uh, there were 10 caramels, 5 normals, and 4 super caramels. These supers were even mm-hmm. brighter um, in their uh, color. Um, and then, and then the caramel clutch mates and completely lacked any dark scales or markings altogether. So there was nothing on them. Uh, yeah, 2009, <laughs> in 2009, it's he so bred a pretty. male super caramel to a normal coastal uh, and hatching all caramel babies finally proved the mutation to be co-dominant. Um, it's mm-hmm. funny. I remember when Nick Mutton was telling me about, uh, about that particular pairing that he did. Um <clears throat> seems so long ago. Jesus, 2009. Um, so, they come out red, um, reduced areas yep. of black, and as they age, the red reduces um, and has increasing amounts of yellow pigment. Um, adults typically have a distinct golden or bronze hue to them. Uh, the only issue that I would say with caramels uh, would be two things. One, I think that uh, they go through this ugly phase uh, when they're mm-hmm. about a year old, um, it seems like when the color seems to switch, um, and the red starts to go away, so to speak, uh, and that, um, bronze starts to come in and they're very variable. Um, so you can have a clutch where you have caramels that actually look like they're normal, um, which kind of throws a monkey wrench into things um, <laughs> because I, they're just ugly. <laughs> Baby's just ugly caramels, I guess. Um, they are. You know, when I look at the caramels that I had from 2009, and I think your caramels are from the same year, right? 2009? Yes, they are. Uh, I don't know, man. They just They don't look nothing like what the caramels look like today, so... You know, in just a few short years, the gene has been uh, really refined, I think. What are your thoughts? I, I would agree, and it's weird because the first uh, caramels that I got, because I had the 2009 caramels, same as you, uh, and if you lined up our three caramels from 2009, it's like like Venus is very blotched, Mars was very banded, that one female you had, like, was just really all caramely colored and looked completely different. It's just the three of them, which are all siblings, very different, very uh, varying levels of caramel color, and a lot of black on all of them. Yeah. And that's what kind of surprised everybody, especially when I produced the caramels for the first year myself, is they're like, there's a lot of black on them. I'm like, well, go yourself. You don't have to buy it. So, you know, it's one of those things where everybody assumed, 
uh, because that's the other thing is that all you saw were the top baby out of the clutch being shown by Paul. So everybody assumed Carmel's automatically had no black on them. I was like, no, 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 the supers have very little black on them. Carmel's can still have black on them. So again, that's what you said was one of the most frustrating parts is the uglier Carmel's look like normal babies for like the first year until all of a sudden you open the bin and it's like, boom, you're like, God damn it. So, but it, it was definitely one of those things what, that uh, kind of got me onto the Carmel kick was looking at that picture that Paul Harris posted up of the first Super Carmel uh, Jag. It was right. this gold animal with like just little flecks of black going all down in it and black on the head. And I'm like, oh my God. And I, I wanted that thing so badly. So, uh, and my caramels kind of just fell into my lap. I happened to be on phone at the right time and they popped up. So, but they're definitely very, very, very variable. So. Yeah. I mean, I've just posted, uh, three picks over in the, uh, in the chat. Uh, the first pick is the caramel baby. Um, then it's one of the original caramels, what they kind of look like. You can see the black that's on that. I mean, it's it's a nicer looking animal. It's nicer than a, like say a normal coastal, but you know, um, not anything like the picture below it, which is a caramel jag. I believe that's a super, and you can see where there's no black on that baby at all, as opposed to the one that's up above, where you can see the very thin outlines of black. Now, mm-hmm. when you hatched them, um, I mean, what what? What do you typically see? Like, what what have been your results? How have you, uh, you know? Well, I when I first got um, my guys to hatch, I first my first group of um, my first clutch was caramel to tiger. Uh, I don't know why, because I was stupid, um, and I got like one caramely looking red one, and everybody else looked normal. So, uh, and they all left. But from breeding the following year was I did uh, caramel to caramel. And that's when I got my first clutch of uh, supers. And the babies I got from the supers were, or the the ones I got from that clutch, you can kind of tell the supers right off the bat because they were almost, they had pattern, but they didn't have the black markings you would normally see around a uh, uh the animals like that. So I'm going to post up on the uh Facebook chat one of my super caramels is a hatchling and then her now. So you can kind of see already how that kind of went through. She was born with very little black, very little, you know, color. A lot of really nice kind of deep caramel, almost like you'd say, like that bronze color. And that was her fresh out of the egg. So after a couple of years, you can see the copper has really kind of come in. The caramel colors come in, and then also the black has shown up. And she really only gets black around her head, and then as she gets further down her body, it goes from being a little flexible. She's got a lot of black on her tail. So that's that's Dakota. So, um, And then if you look, Adding the jag into caramel, 
seems to help even further. So this was one of my Super Caramel Jags as a hatchling, and then that's her now. So as you can kind of see, adding the Jag, adding Jag into Super Caramel kills the black. It, it just it rips it away to the point where she's already two and a half, almost three, and she still just has very very little black. She's got some on her head. And she's got some kind of going around on her. Uh, that's actually an old picture of her. But you can see she's kind of getting a little bit of black on her saddles. But that's it. So that's why, in my opinion, Super Crumble Jacks are some of the prettiest little bastards ever. So, and just for giggles, that's a caramel tiger as a baby. So, as you can see, it's dark red. So, yeah, those were the super caramels and the caramels. What I found is that you can still get that variability where uh, it's a little tricky to tell when they're just hatched. What I kind of look for is bright and what the hell is that? It's like an owl creature. Um, (laughs) who, Who posted that? Oh, some sort of owl creature throwing money. What the hell? Anyway, um... I can stop looking at the chat. But what I have found is that when the when the super caramel babies hatch, I look for bright color, and I look for as little definition in the pattern as I can find, because those are the ones that are going to be your good looking super caramels. Um, and I've had some insanely bright super caramels that have a ton of black on them. It just kind of is a little bit of a kicker so uh i was trying to breed this year was going to be my first year getting my super caramels to breed um but they did not go for me i was trying to breed one of my super caramels to a uh exanic so um because i was doing that (laughs) so (laughs) that would have been nice it would have been but it's um but like i said it's almost like and I almost want to say it's almost like what you were looking for with reds when they just hatched before they even had their first shed. I look for severely reduced pattern and right. little to no, little to no dark scales around their uh, saddles. Cause as they get older, those dark scales are going to be the ones that turn black first. And if I can find one that has no dark scales around any of their saddles, that's going to be the one I'm going to hold on to because dark scales are going to come. Black scales will appear regardless of what you do and tipping and all that fun stuff. But if you can kind of head it off at the pass a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to post up uh, some. So caramel, caramel effects. I'm going to throw up some of the crazy combo morph stuff. Um, when it seems to me like caramel and anything granite, um, yeah, a, a caramel jag that's just het granite is what I'm going to post up. Um, yeah, this thing is insane. Um, it's just nuts. I'm going to quick post up. That's my. This is. Um, I'm post up my original female, uh, caramel Venus. So that's what like that. In my opinion, that is a base caramel. And yes. Like I said, she's like first. She's like no nine. So she's not the most refined of the caramels, 
But that is what a base caramel can look like. Actually, she's gravid as shit in that picture. I forgot. I shoved her in a bucket when she was gravid because I'm a terrible owner. So, um, <laughs> took pictures of her. So it's one of those things that you know, your your caramel can have a lot of black on it. Um, and that's just because, in my opinion, I don't think we've really done a lot of the refinement that we've seen in other morphs to kind of dilute down on the black. We're getting there. But we still need a little bit more time. Yeah, so I just posted up a uh, possible super caramel zebra jag. Um, I'm trying to find those other like caramel zebra stuff that I had. Because if you yeah. look at the original caramel zebra stuff that I had, it's it's similar to what you're seeing with your caramel. You know that yeah. girl you just posted up. I mean, it's it's nice. It's a nice snake, but so much more refinement can be done. I'm afraid that like when it comes to carpet python morphs that I hope we don't get in the habit of just like throwing, you know, snakes together and hoping that a morph pops out. I mean, I know that that has to happen sort of in the beginning to sort of establish the, the morph, you know what I mean? But, um, right. This is a super caramel zebra jag adult. Um, this is but, my male breeder. And I mean, like, the refinement of stuff is ready to go. Shut up. I'm trying to, like, stop talking. At the same time, I'm looking at pictures, so I don't really know what to do. But anyway, um, the refinement of stuff is where I think carp pythons get their stronger quality. So yes. throwing animals together, yeah, you'll get your morph. But I think you'll get better morphs if you take the time to really make sure you have a good-looking animal going through another good-looking animal. It's one of those you – want to make sure that, you know, I, I want to make sure that my caramel jag is going to be bred to my caramel right now, but a little bit further down the road, once my super caramels are ready, am I really going to be breeding it to my caramel anymore? Probably not, because the super caramels are much prettier than she is. So it's like eventually she will be replaced to produce better looking offspring. So, yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. Let's see. Um, as far as crazy combos, I'm trying to find that. So when I did caramel, super caramel zebra jag to um, caramel zebra. Um, see, this is a. Uh, this is why it's not fair for Australia. This yeah. is what they ha- This is what they have. Shut the yeah, door. Yeah, it isn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the door. Oh man. That's not fair at all. Um I can't seem to find the pick. All right, well, I'll find it and post it as we go. But anyway, that's some of the um with the zebra stuff in it. I mean when it comes to I, I I've done the clutch of caramel jag to caramel. Um and I, some of the, I mean, the babies were okay. I did notice, though, I don't know if you've seen the same thing, that the babies, the jags from that clutch are Noro as hell. Yes. Have you seen that? Yes. Um, yes? It's, it, yeah, I have with, like, I had, like, a lot of the, we're talking caramel jags, right? Yes. All right, I had, I've had several caramel jags that just, like, the first 
couple feedings with them was an absolute bear because every time I open the bin, they're like, Dirt! and you can't really show them the food item when they're like laying on their heads. So, um, but they did tend to calm down and I did only keep the ones that were really good at it or, you know, not Nero'd, but, um, I have had probably some of the worst Nero's ever out of breeding my caramel jags to the point where I had one baby that actually had to put down because it could do, it couldn't even move. It was just flopping around the cage. So yeah, it kind of does affect the Nero a little bit. Okay, I noticed that. I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, man, um, for some reason I can't add Jason in to the chat, so somebody's gonna have to get kicked out. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I think we I'm we've hit our vote. Other buddy, yep. Other buddy, you're now <laughs> removed from the NPR chat. I yeah. voted you off the island. Bailing's in. Yep. Bailing's uh, in. Someone's getting teaved. We must have hit our uh, max capacity with a. Uh, with a PM on Facebook. Do I don't know. Um, so real quick, we'll go over the combos uh, of what's been done and um, maybe talk about, uh, you know, what is some of our plans or some, you know, things that we might think is cool. And then uh, Jason will call in and we'll talk about the red stuff. Um, yes. So obviously Caramel Jag's been done. Caramel Tiger's been mm-hmm. done. Tiger Jag, uh, Carmel yep. Exanic, which is basically a ghost, I guess. Uh, and that's what it's been called. Uh, and yes. Carmel Exanic Jag, so Ghost Jag, uh, they're all pure coastal. Um, am I forgetting mm. any? I think I have them, hit them all. That makes Owen happy. The pure <laughs> coastal stuff. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think you got those. And then there was the deviation where they took Carmel and went that way and uh, made a bunch of interesting stuff like uh, caramel zebras, caramel zebra yep. jags, and then the super forms of both. Uh, they've not ha- they have not made super caramel tigers yet, have they? No, I have not seen that yet. I believe I they have been those. produced. I believe they have been produced, but I have not seen a picture of it yet. Okay, we'll get on that later. Um, the... They've also produced in with the albinos. So, and they pretty much made those, and they're calling those sunglows. So, yes. there have been sunglows and sunglow jags. Um, and I guess sun the next glow. step would be what? There are sunglow zebras, sunglow zebra jags. Um, I about to say the next step is to start mixing that in with everything else. Um, yeah. We haven't had caramel granites, have we? Yeah. We have. Caramel. Yes. Have we had? Do we have super caramel granites? Yes. Okay. So the next thing would be a super caramel granite jag. Correct. Okay. Been so you don't have that yet. No. It's been done. It's been done. Yes. No. All right. All right. Have you ever seen it. our website? <laughs> no, I don't look at it. Oh my gosh. I wait for uh, you. Shut up. <laughs> go over, I'm gonna post- I go over to your house and start pulling bins, and then I start going, uh, "What the hell is this?" So, um, I'm gonna post a link, and basically in this link, it has uh, our page on our on our website where it has um, all of the uh, different morphs, which most of the ones that we just listed are on there. Um, mm-hmm. 
Actually, yeah, all of them are on there. You can see them all. Let me get the chat back up. Um, okay, we'll throw that in there, and then we'll also post that on the uh, Morelia Python Radio Facebook page. So if you want to go and click on that, if you're streaming the episode, you can go check that out if you're at work and uh, poke around the caramel and the red portion of that web page. So, yeah, yes. I do good. So, so, yeah, and don't forget uh, caramel super zebras have been done. Uh-huh. Super uh-huh. caramel super zebras have been done. Um, uh-huh. Ocelot caramel jags have been done. Um, yeah, and we also have, because um, I mean, if we count the stuff that's in Sunglow, haven't we gotten like Sunglow zebras and, uh, well, I should know that because I'm pretty sure you made the Sunglow zebras. So, um, and other things like that. So that's technically in the caramel house. Yeah. So, uh, and then there's pretty sure that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Well, the last one would something. the last one would be um, we talked about ghosts. We talked about ghost, ghost yep. jags. Now they've been done yep. both with the coastal exanic and also with the IJ uh-huh. exanic. Um, personally, if you're doing crosses, I think the IJ Xanic is nicer, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, it's got a nicer color. Um, the, um, also the ghost zebra jag has been done. So, um, you know, lots of cool stuff for sure. Um. No, I don't know what happens when hypo starts getting mixed in with this stuff. Hypo caramel, real weird. Is it like well, you know? Well, and I and I've talked about this with a few people, and it's like, what are we going to start calling ghosts when the hypos get here? I'm like, we're going to have to call them true ghosts because we've all burned the bridge down because we're idiots. So, you know, that's what's going to end up happening is we're just going to have to call them ghosts and then true ghosts. Yeah, so. which I think is stupid, but. <laughs> <laughs> talked about that on the show before stupid. i think but uh, we've it, gotten to that point now where it's like i can't call them a caramel exanic because then people go what now it's like god damn it everybody knows it as a ghost and it's not a ghost it's a caramel exanic right there's a so god damn it <laughs> so i think that's pretty much it i mean as far as what i'm working with um as far as caramel goes uh, let's see. I have caramel granites, caramel granite jags. Uh-huh. I have caramel zebras, uh, caramel granite zebra. I forgot about that. Um, I have one of those, uh, <laughs> um, car, uh, super zebra, uh, ca- no, uh, caramel super zebra jags. Now I did produce, uh, what I thought was a super caramel, super zebra jag. But it died. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the one uh, with the heart. Um, it was far to too much pop. super to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It was super, super. Um, super, 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 and dead. So. Yeah. So, you know, I, as far as the caramel goes, it seems like I play more with the um, the crosses when it comes to caramel stuff, and when it comes to the pure stuff, I have more of the red stuff. Um, which is sort of what we're going to get into next um, with Jason. So I guess when I think of red, you know, Jason probably has the nicest group 
a collection of reds. Let me see if he's yeah, he's here. Yeah. Um around if it click on. Oh god. Hey, Why do we have No, he's there. Jason, you there? Hey, I'm here. He is. Hey, I'm right, up, Jason. Hey, how are you guys? <laughs> Good. Hey, we're all right. Now that we talked about the caramel, we're going to talk about the red gene. Um So, is it safe to say that the red gene uh, pretty much came from Madame Blueberry and Benjamin. Uh, is that where it originated from? It did. I mean, I, I think originally it's it probably followed the Madame Blueberry gene track more so than Benjamin would be my guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the offspring, you know, obviously were from both animals. Gotcha. So. Okay. I'm gonna post a pic. I can't let you into the chat. I don't know why it won't let me put yeah, you I don't in. Know. There. We, we, we have to. We're gonna have <laughs> I keep to trying to add you. And it won't, there, it won't yeah. let me. It's very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> we have to kick Buddy Stony are... Creek out in order to put you yeah. in. So. <laughs> He'll be all right. I understand though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For Jason, but. but... I just put a picture of Madame Blueberry up in the chat, and it's like the smallest picture in the world, but that's the only picture I can find of her. Um, yeah, there's very little <laughs> pictures of her since since Will took down his website or took her down from that part. It's like there's nothing of her, but that's where all the red stuff that you have originated. Like, all your stuff can be traced right back to her, right, Jason? Or did you kind of add some more blood from other animals? Um, it all can be traced back to her. I mean, I, obviously, I've added other blood in there, but not not to contribute to the red, only to be able to get the red to be produced from from other animals. So, gotcha. So, cool. I guess the big question is the genetics of the red. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. What have you seen to date with your pairings? And um, I I guess what how I can describe it because I'm not entirely sure yet how the how the genetics working other than it seems to be very similar to the tiger and it's sort of a polygenic trait um, breeding a red animal to something completely unrelated and and non red yields red offspring now you get varying degrees you get some that are nicer than others um some that are are very red to the point where they hatch out and they almost look albino, to where you have animals that are just like sort of almost a coffee color, and you get and you run the you run the whole spectrum in between. Um, so, and that's how that's how the original one was produced. I took a Madame Blueberry offspring that I had I had uh, bought from somebody way back in the day and bred him to something completely unrelated, and that and that's what produced my original red animal. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so what about as far as – so it used to be um, up until, I guess, a few years ago, most of the red stuff, as it would age, would sort of um, just look sort of like a really high-end, really nice contrasty coastal. Um, but you you told me that you have two two adults that have kept that color? I do. I have um... – two adults that, that have held their red color all the way through. Um, then I've got, I've got a few adults that I, because I bred the red into the tigers. I've got two adult female tigers from that red line that are sort of an in-between red. 
Um, and I, I, if I could get on the chat, I'd, I'd be able to show you guys exactly what I'm talking about because I've got pictures of all of it. But um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm taking Owen out yeah. so I can get it. <laughs> yeah, so just, we can... But yeah, uh, text them yeah, to me, and then I'll put them on the chat. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll do that as we there talk. We go. Um, Easy. So, um, yeah, that that's that's where it originated from, and that's where that mail came from, and um, it all traced back to her. Okay. So, was she just kind of like this weird freak of nature where it just happened to be that way, or because I mean, looking at her, I mean, I know that her pictures of her were like in sunlight and there are very few pictures of her bouncing around. She looks like a very kind of nice coastal, but there doesn't look anything crazy about her. So was there just something in her that somehow just made all this stuff? It seems to be. And, you know, she was, she was just, I mean, at first glance, a normal looking coastal, but she was very, very silver. And apparently she was a, she was also a red baby and and you know, her her red didn't follow the same track of some of the stuff that we're working with now. Obviously, so she turned silver, which which is mm. um, interesting because some of the offspring um, from my original pairing that produced that red male um, also have a silver tint to them. The ones that did, the ones that didn't go red have a very have a very silver um, sort of overcast to them. Very cool. Okay. I have – I think I may have added you in there. I don't know. You, you may be in Oh, my there. God. What did we do? <laughs> did you, if you go to your uh, PMs on Facebook, do you see something called NPR chat? Okay. Hold on one second. Yeah, we're going to do technical stuff. In the meantime, I posted up uh, pictures of – and this – everything pretty much I have came from Jason except for my one red jag – uh, which came from Luke yeah. Snell, but from uh, the... the same lineage. These are younger picks. Um, there's uh, the red coastals at the top. Uh, then there's a red jag and a red tiger. And then there's a red tiger, a.k.a. Molly Ringwald, that I got from Zach. Yeah. Um, who, who Jason produced. So Yes. Yeah. You know, there's... If I could steal so, that animal from you, I would. So <laughs> me too. I'd like to steal it back. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna happen. There's a line now. So, um, but so there, go ahead, Owen. Well, I'm just thinking, like, when if we're talking back, you know, in the day, uh, the one thing that was always kind of like one of those things that really kind of bounced around was the red hypo stuff. And we're talking back in like 2008, seven, where it was like every non yellow Jag was told to be a red hypo Jag. And yeah. does that have anything to really do with the, I mean, I know that was probably just a stupid ploy to get shit sold, but um, did any of those kind of work their way into your red project and yield good results when it came to the reds? Um, well, I never really subscribed to the whole red hypo jag um, mania. Um, mm-hmm. 
And but well, that being said, I have I do use some of my red jags, you know, t- to make these, you know, the red coastal offspring. Um, uh-huh. And and they do seem to lend themselves to producing some really nice red babies. Yeah. Um, but as far as them being, you know, the, the, that red hypo moniker, I, I I thought was always misleading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would too. So, um, but yeah, I've I've kind of found that because I have a red jag uh, from you in '08, and he produced. A uh, really good-looking tiger jack, and then the offspring from that tiger jack have just been really nice, reduced red, kind of crazy colors. So um, I, I could see how that would work out with kind of stuff like that. So it's very cool. But they all came from that um, red uh, tri-stripe male of yours. Can you kind of talk uh, about him a little bit? Yeah, we, it, a completely and totally unrelated um, project. I, I I got a red tri-stripe male from Will Leary back in the day, and he sired you know a couple clutches before he passed away, and um, that's where you know the red project for me started. Mm-hmm. Um, but quickly took a detour when I produced that that unrelated Madame Blueberry red, and so I, I ceased working trying to get the that red to express itself better and, and switch totally to working with that, that Madam Blueberry red offspring. Very I'm cool. posting up the pictures of them um, over in the chat. Um, I still can't get on the chat, by the way, just, just saying. <laughs> can't. We have uh, wonderful yeah. technical difficulties. So <laughs> It says you're in there. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know where Why? to go to get there, so. <laughs> it's just on like your Facebook oh. messages. Nope. Uh, nope. Nope. Not there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, All right. Whatever. Oh, and we suck. Yeah. What the hell? I know. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I quit. I'm going to GTP Keeper. So. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's true. Um, yeah. So I do have. I did. I did go to your uh, page, Jason, and I. I did. I think this is the one I posted it up a second ago um, that you were talking about that almost looks albino. Um, yeah. It has like no black on it at all. No, uh, it doesn't. Yeah, it's pretty. That is pretty. Crazy. Um, and now, that, does it de- develop any black as it ages? Um, the, yeah, the, the black, it does well, it doesn't have any black. Okay. But some darker pigment will come in, and it really kind of presents itself more as a lavender than it does a black color. Um, so the, the adult male that I use for for most all the all the uh, offspring that I've produced over the years, he does he has darker pigment, but it's not black. Like I said, it's it's more of a sort of a lav a lavender color, a dark lavender color. So. Yeah, which would suggest or imply that it it it, it could be some kind of hypomelanistic trait, um, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly working to try to see if you could prove that out. I'm, I I tried to breed him back to some of his offspring this season. And I don't I don't think that uh, either one of those pairings took, unfortunately. But um, that that will have to remain to be seen. So, right. Okay. But but the red itself. It's it the mode of inheritance seems to be you know you know you want to call it polygenic uh, codominant 
uh, incomplete dominant. I don't know what the best term is for it, but you will get red offspring by breeding one of these red animals to something completely unrelated. Okay. That's awesome. So I was reading, um, this was way back, this was on um, MP, MP, um, and they were basically talking about how they thought it was something similar to, um, because it has the southern coastal in it, that this is why they were popping out. Do you think that that has anything to do with it? Because it, I mean, I think the lineage of Madame Blueberry, uh, providing that Jan uh, Eric was telling the truth, was Brisbane Coastals. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do you think that's why we're seeing the red in this? It very well could be, not knowing um, for sure where these animals mm-hmm. came from, and the Brisbane's obviously present, you know, a you know very red, you know, background color. So uh-huh. that very very well could be the case. I think with with this line of animals, I think there's something a little bit more going on, um, and okay. hopefully within the next year or two, we'll be able to pinpoint exactly what it is. Um, with with some line breeding and some and you know because I've got all the the unrelated test breedings I've got I've got all those results and and you know again you're getting red babies right off the bat so but I think right. with some of the you know line breeding pairings we might be able to pinpoint a little bit more what's going on wow well that's cool what do you have uh, this year lined up as far as red goes what do you what do you hope to produce. Um, the exact same pairings I did last year did take. I've got two clutches, uh, one bred to a completely unrelated um, aberrant tiger, uh, which yields those like super red offspring right off the bat. And I bred him back to his sister, who also that also yields some red offspring. But the sister's offspring is a, was a little different in that you had many more levels of red. You had like the okay. dark maroon levels. You had the bright, bright, bright reds. You had, and then you had some stuff that's in between. And um, that was that was a little different than than some of my earlier breedings with unrelated animals. In that I always got a you know a, a sort of a a gradient of red. But I with when I did it with the sister, I got different types of red. So I've got this like sort of brick red color, the sort of pastel pinkish red color and then I've got then you've got the bright, you know, almost albino looking color. So right. there were there was a little bit more going on when I bred him back to a a, a related female. Huh. That's hmm. interesting. With the unrelated stuff, if I got, you know, sometimes I would or would not get the the bright the bright red ones, I would always get sort of, you know, a range of red, but they were all this, kind of the same type. It was just different levels, different shades right. of the same type of thing. When, mm-hmm. With the sister, there was a couple different types of, of red going on. Mainly, that you know, I, I had never seen that sort of like maroonish, pastelish color before. Huh. So. I wonder if it's this one that I just posted up. Um, I wouldn't know. Um, Hold on, let me see I'm going to send it to you and see if it's it Um, 
This is hard to multitask and talk over okay, the now, same time. Okay, the one you just sent me is his uh, direct sibling from just a different year, and he still holds all that red color right now. He's he's an adult, okay, and he's possibly fathered a clutch. I'm waiting for, to see if, see if it took to us a, a Snell red, which is the same line of animals. So, right now, here's another question for you. The you know the Tiger Jag Sib stuff that you have, mm-hmm. that's kind of related to this as well. And but but with that you get also reds, but then you get the um, would you say what bone white type of coastals as well? I do. So um, yeah, and and it's interesting. I get them in the exact. I get this both types in the same clutch when I breed it to a red animal. So last year, like, so I've got um, five or six jags out of a, um, a reduced pattern sort of reddish tiger jag, uh-huh. and I literally split down the middle. I had six jags. Three of them were the bone white color jags, and three of them were you know reds of, of varying degrees. Huh. So it was there was there was some that that's interesting that you mentioned that because that's the exact result I got. So I'm going to send you. a picture hold on of um one that i got from you um that i i was telling you earlier that this is just a weird year for, for me anyway for coastals um my coastals are ovulating now so i don't know if that means that i'm gonna get a clutch at some point but this girl i had her with a red male to mm-hmm. see what would happen but she's gotten like whiter she used to be yeah. that that tipping used to be redder um mm-hmm. but that's a crazy looking snake so yeah i love that that's a beautiful <laughs> snake i like that one yeah i'm gonna post it in the chat now um okay so that that's pretty cool um owen are you alive there or what <laughs> he fell asleep <laughs> And then he can get out of the chat so I can get in then. Yeah, I'm kicking him out. Did I lose? Oh, wait. He's on hold. Thank <laughs> there you, you are. <laughs> I'm like, man, you're awful quiet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've only been talking to myself for 10 freaking minutes. Oh, go ahead. Never mind. It's over now. <laughs> but <laughs> my phone crashed. I had to come back in. Oh, okay. So I'm so glad you're paying attention to things. But anyway, um, Jason... I just sent you a picture of that weird sort of pastel colored one, Eric. Okay. Going back, Jason, to that 2015, like, albino-looking animal, you Uh said you repeated that pairing this year, right? I did. Are you hoping to get more of him? Because, like, what has he he done in the past year color-wise? Like, has he progressed any further? Has he gotten, like, a little bit more of a darker color or is he just still like blowing your socks off um he's got some dark color to him again but it's it's not black okay so um it's 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 different um i'll see if i can get a picture here of him and, and get it to you guys but um yeah and a lot of those those babies went out the door this year um mm-hmm. and a lot of different people have them so it'll be interesting to see you know what what they go to 
um, as far as mm-hmm. color-wise. It, it, it's, like I said, it, it, it's an interesting and frustrating gene at the same time because <laughs> you don't know what, what the individual animal is going to do. Right. Um, and and you're trying to base it off of the ones that you've produced in the past, and you know, say, okay, I, you know, this is what this one looked like when it was ba- when it was a baby, and boom, it goes com- it goes completely different, because like if you look at the one that that Eric Post posted, it's mm-hmm. it's like that rusty red color. Um, okay. He looks nothing like his brother, which is um, and I'll I'll shoot that to Eric as well. Um, which is more of, of the traditional what we what we consider that that sort of reddish pastel reddish color, right? Um, so again, and they and they hatched out and they looked identical when they hatched out. All so that, that's that's sort of the that's sort different. of the weird thing going on with the, with this particular line of animals. So is that him, the albino looking one? He's sitting on the I guess that white. Here, this is like you took it at a show. You sitting in a yeah. display. No, that no, that that's dim? the one. That one is that weird sort of maroon, pastel maroon color that was different yeah. from all the other ones. Damn it, they're both awesome. <laughs> so um, I remember seeing him a bunch. Yeah, that, somebody that, bought him, that, right? That last <laughs> I can't one buy him right now, right? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. Uh, yeah, I, it, I guess that, that, that's the weird thing about this one. I, there, there are so many different types coming out, you know, when when bred to different types of animals. So mm. now I just sent Eric, and if he gets a chance, he can post it. This is the orig- this is the original red male that I produced as an, and that's what he looks like as an adult. So right, yeah, Eric I got will it. get on I'm that sending. in a minute. Yep, yeah. I'm sending it. That's oh yeah, him. Yeah, he was. I, think, uh, I remember seeing. I remember seeing him as a baby, at one of the shows. When you know he, he really kept a lot of his red color, and I, I know you were excited about that one when he started yeah. like getting bigger and keeping it. So that was good. I like the him. red. The, the red one from this year is being a jackass and won't let me photograph it. So <laughs> <laughs> asshole. <laughs> But, I think I like um, the, uh, the pastel-y looking thing is pretty wild, man. That yeah. Well, it would be pretty cool. cool. And I mean, like Jason, do you think this is kind of like where eventually you'll set up almost like three different types of red, where just by breeding the pastel-y ones to the pastel-y ones to get more of those and. The reddish albino ones to each other to get some more of those. So eventually you'll have red, but almost like three different categories of it. I would love to be able to isolate it like that. I don't know if that will like be the that. case though. I, I think right. you know, just as you know, because we deal with carpet pythons, everything is so variable. And yeah. unless you're working yeah. with a strictly re- recessive trait with these animals, it, it's really hard sometimes to nail down exactly what you're going to get. Um, right. So I'm, I'm taking the course of, you know, just trying to refine using like animals. At, at, at the same time, I'm also trying to test to see what, what it does when, when, when bred with, like I said, unrelated animals, when it's bred with siblings, when it's bred to its own offspring. I think those, those are the test breedings that will that, need to be done in order to isolate um, what's exactly going on. With the red and 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 in my opinion, 
over the last year or so, more so the, the, the darker pigment. Because I think that, that the darker pigment holds the key to what, what's going on as far as keeping them light and pastel looking like that. Really? Hmm. Yeah, the hmm. red, I think, you know, it, obviously it, that's, that's your base color, and, and it's interesting. And, and, and the ones that are holding it into adulthood, it, it's fantastic. But if, if you really want them to, to keep them looking like that, you have to, to keep that, that darker pigment re- reduced. Right. And I think right. That, that's the route you know, I need to go in order to you know, get ones that I can say, here, Owen, take this one. This one's going to be a nice, you know, light red pastel color adult. Because right. I, I know right now it, it's hard for me to, to do that. Because yeah. I don't know what I don't know what they're going to do as adults, and I'm getting just varying degrees of of of, um, of, of results as far as you know as they age. Now, I, you've to, from what I've seen, the ones that are holding that adult um, that color into adulthood are very banded. Do you have anything that's striped, like really nicely striped? Um, I do. Um, uh-huh. It's not quite as um, red as as the father, but I think mm-hmm. it, it, it it it's heading in the right direction. I don't see if I can find it. I'll send it to Eric. Um, also, but, I'd be curious. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I was gonna like ask what your results of the clutch w- were, like as far as striping. Uh, when you're breeding it to like a banded animal like that, are you getting a lot of striping, a little striping, some couple of really nice ones, and the rest are? Well, it's again, it's interesting because you know I have to pick the two different morphs that that are tip, typically hard to explain. Mm-hmm. The tiger and and this this red stuff. <laughs> and so what right. you know to 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 make the waters even murkier. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and um and put them together. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> so that's, that's good on me. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I got I got sort of the same type of results I would expect when breeding a tiger, um, with with an unrelated animal, which is like 50 percent of the clutch was somewhat partially striped. Um, mm-hmm. Well, varying degrees of stripes I'll say you've got some fairly nicely striped animals but nothing that you would consider like you know, the the classic tiger looking animal right but um but again varying degrees of stripes and then again couple that with half of them are red half of them aren't because I put it in the up, the other morph in there with that's red so uh I guess I guess what I was maybe trying to ask is like the two genes aren't like fighting each other type of thing right not like, no, I, I don't. I, no, because I don't think the two genes really have anything to do with each other. So they're not fighting each other. Okay. They're um, they're actually just you know looking to find their place on the animal um, mm-hmm. as as their own gene. They're not. They're not like so. The the red's not fighting with the stripe. It's it it the red's fighting with whatever the normal base color would be of a now, particular. I mean, like a wild caught looking animal. Is this picture you just sent me, is that related to uh, Molly Ringwald? Yes. It's, okay. it's, 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 I, it may even be the same clutch. Okay. So, and you can see that's sort of an in-between. Yeah. Almost, you know, I, I, I hate to use the word, but more like a caramel-type looking animal. Yeah. Rather than the red end. So I, it's sort of a, a in-between stage. 
right? Yeah. How it, how uh, fast how fast do they change? Are you looking at within a year? You could kind of yeah. tell what's going to go on with them. Okay. Within a year, you'll know. Um, okay. Even you'll even after when the when the albino looking ones come out, even after two or three sheds, you're starting to see mm-hmm. the purple scales come through. Okay. So it happens that quick. It does happen pretty quickly. That's cool. Okay. At, least, at least then you kind of know what you're looking at. I mean, uh, I've I've been looking at the reds, and I I'm probably about a year away from taking the plunge. I'm going to let you do all the hard work first. And then I'll <laughs> jump in after you're Sean's done making dating. like yeah no can't I'm I'm owing. <laughs> so. You got to pay for its hard work. What the heck? Yeah, well. <laughs> All right. Uh, Howard and I so, will ambush him at a habit or grace, and we'll be good. So. So is the future of this project similar to like what you did? I mean, I think back to your interview with. Um, when I first heard you on Reptile Radio where you were talking about just trying to refine the tiger gag and make the pinstripe type of thing, is that sort of the direction you're going with this project, just trying to refine the red, not really cross it into anything crazy, just kind of like really trying to nail it down? Or Well, yes, and and maybe not so much. Okay. Um, I might – I I have – and. You know, most most of what I've done up to you know this point, I, I haven't really crossed species ex- except for some some coastal jungle stuff. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I, I would love to see uh, along the lines of the sun glow stuff. I'd love to see sort of a blood red albino, and I don't That's know if you've cool. ever seen those blood red boas. Yes. Yeah. Um, it something along those lines. Um, so yeah. Stay tuned. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that would be you know, that would be that would be cool. Um, have are you thinking of maybe trying to get some more jag blood mixed in with the MBB reds or? I yeah, yeah. I, I, and I've I've got I do have some of that um, currently, I, and I'm trying to produce some stuff from it. I, I I've got a, a nice MBB Snell jag. That I'm trying to get to go, and she only produced one good egg last year for whatever reason. So, great. <laughs> and she's acting gravid now. Like I'm, I'm in Eric's boat as well. Everything for me is going fairly late. I still had, I had animals breeding up up until like two weeks ago. So, yeah, yeah, same here. So, who the hell knows? <laughs> <laughs> A very strange season for sure. Uh, yeah, I blame yeah. the weather. So, yeah, I guess. Huh. Okay. But, but those would be cool to see. Um, the kind of red jag stuff, almost like you're gonna create the red hypo things, like that'll actually match the damn title. So. And I, and I also plead, uh, plan to breed some exantic stuff into it as well, and go to oh. you know try to go for a different line of ghosts than um, than the, than the caramel there? stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. That would be. Do you think the red would act a lot like the caramel in there, and you would get an actual visual kind of thing there? Um, it, that's the plan. Um, but again, it, it, it's it's been so variable trying to 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 work with this gene and and trying to isolate stuff. 
I know, I know uh, Nick Mutton's probably saying, well, it's taken him long enough. He should he should know by now, but guess what? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> These things take time, damn it. It's hard so, with carp, man. They're so freaking yeah, bearable. Well, well, that and you and you got to raise you've got to raise females up. So you're looking yeah, at yeah. you know, that's that's the yeah. hard part. The males, like you know, you can have them up and you know within two years and and they'll go. But the females, you got to wait a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think I think that that like looking at that one that stayed red into the adulthood, that male you have, I'm mm-hmm. thinking like mm-hmm. put that with an exanic, that's going to be hot. Because well, I think yeah, so too. And I, I really think that it'll produce some unique looking animals, especially you know the second generation once you breed offspring back together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, because I don't know the caramel's kind of like uh, yellow. I, I don't know. It almost this this almost looks almost hype uh, like exantic-ish esque. I would say more so well, than I mean, what I see with caramel, if that makes sense. And honestly, and nothing against the caramels because I think they produce some really nice animals. But like you said, it, they go yellow, and that's not what I was looking to do. I was really right, looking right. You know, to get to, to stay red. Right. And um, that's 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 why I decided to switch directions on it because once that thing was produced and I saw what it did into adulthood, you know, it it said to me maybe maybe we can we can establish a line of animals that that will look like this, you know. So. Hmm. I uh, <clears throat> have. Do you have? We were talking about this at the beginning of the show, but do you have any thoughts on what would happen if you bred the red to the caramel? Um. I have thoughts, and I don't know whether they're right or they're wrong. I, I I think you, you know, best case scenario, you get you get a nice marrying of the two, so you get a nice red looking animal that has some yellow undertones to it. Um, but I, I honestly, I don't know what it would do. I, I think you would get right off the right off the top. I think you'd get a mishmash of right. a plush of stuff you really couldn't tell what's red, what's caramel. Um, it, it it would be it would be a difficult. Uh, project, in my opinion, just just from an identification standpoint. Yeah, because you couldn't. How could you sell anything from it? You know, you can't. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to sell it as as you know. Here are the parents. You know, and enjoy. Right. See what you <laughs> see what you make with them because we have yeah. no idea as of yet. Yeah. Yeah, and huh. we, we've been at that. Jason and I have been at the shows where the guys pinging between our two tables, like asking what we both thought of red cross with caramel and we kind of both give him the same kind of answer and yet he still pings back and forth. It's almost like they don't believe us. So it's um, <laughs> Go figure. one of those things. Yeah, it, it happens <laughs> for a freaking bit. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it, w- it would be really nice if it was just a simple recessive trait and you could explain it as sure. exactly that. But with with like a lot of these carpet morphs, it's just it's not like that. And, you know, you, you hesitate all, you know, at the same time even calling it a morph. Because yeah. it, you know, it, it's a variation on 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 you know on on the original wild caught theme. It's not, you know, it's 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 a, it's a color variation. I I just don't know that I would call it a morph yet. Now, if right. I could, if 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 you could prove that it's some that it's it's a hypo of some kind, then 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 you can go down that road. I think. But it, mm-hmm. but until you do that, it you know I, I hesitate even calling it that. I just you know I just call it a red line of animals that that that, that we're working on line breeding, you know, and and mm-hmm. and producing them on a regular basis with some with some sort of consistency. 
Okay. That would be nice. That makes sense. Yeah. What do you think uh once the hype you think you think uh hypo coming here will throw a wrench in <laughs> in caramel and red or mess you know, everybody I mean, up? <laughs> um I don't know I don't know if it'll mess it up or it'll enhance it, to be honest. Right. Um you might once you start breeding hypo. some of these different lines in, into into the true hypo line, you you you're going to get some really interesting looking animals that are hypo, but with some really interesting color to them as well. So, uh, I, you know, again, it'll be tough because it'll be a mishmash of animals when you start first start doing it. But mm-hmm. um, you, I think you definitely will see some benefit from adding that that gene in, into our current you know pool of animals. Well, I posted up this picture. I'm going to forward it to you so you can see what I'm talking about. But this is what they did in Australia with that, um, and it's like an orange animal. It's it's pretty wicked, you know. <laughs> and then I like I just got it. What what is the age of this animal? It's, it still looks fairly young. Uh, I'm not really sure. I want to say it's probably within a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's still probably still pretty young. Yeah. So. But it, I mean, it's definitely interesting, and it's definitely what you would want to. That's what you would want to to breed towards. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it it it's 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 a really neat looking animal. Yeah, I wonder what happens to that as an adult. You know what? Well, uh, I, I'm already it, seeing some sort of dark scales coming through on it in yeah, in, in a couple it, different spots. But you, you, if it even retains, you know, a fraction of what it looks like there. You're looking at you're look, you're looking at a different ball game from what we have here. Yeah, it, it might not be um, a black dark color that comes in on those scales, mm-hmm. but it is going to be a darker color. So you you're going to get a mismatch of a pattern, so or something tipping coming in. So it will look different, but still, it's going to look like it's on fire half the damn oh, yeah. time. So yeah, it's it's an awesome looking animal, but I don't know. I, I think you're heading down the road, you know, if you, when you start doing all this stuff, you, you, you pick the best-looking animals out of, out of these different yeah. clutches that are going to be produced, and then, you know, those are your ones you're going to use to breed and, and, and create even different-looking animals down the road. So it, it's going to be a, a selective breeding process, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I, do you think that it's going to – I think it's kind of going in the route of uh, – so similar to like chondros with the lineage and mm-hmm. you know this kind of animal typically produces this type of look and you know well, I think it's going to go you know that and even further you know from what I understand with chondros and you know I'm sort of re-educating myself on chondros right now um, but I mean you're looking at animals like specific animals that you know, that are that have specific names and and those are the animals that 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 get referred to when they're when when you're mm-hmm. crossing animals into other ones. So it, it, they go down to the specific where they, like I just said, they've picked specific animals, and that's what they're using as their cornerstone, right? When, when they're breeding it to other animals, so it, it, it goes even way past locality. I think at that point, you're you're really looking at that particular animal that they're using. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You get, uh, you know, uh, what's I'm trying to think like some of the like Joe Black. You know, and uh, yeah, all these crazy animals, and it's like you know, any lineage from Rico stuff, and mm-hmm. but we kind of do that with Madame Blueberry, but sure, 
you know? I think yeah. I think that's the road we're heading down with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Because it's it's yeah. harder to, to, to pin down the, you know, some of, of the mode of inheritance on, on some of these things. So just Shit. pinning down the names, so what that means we're gonna all have to start naming our animals. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, already, I've already done that. I'm, already I'm, I'm gonna hire somebody to do it because I don't. I can't. So yeah, neither do I. But Jason, Jason's got his kids, so just like just send the kids down there and tell them to start naming shit. No, no, I did that one time and and, and popcorn and 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 bubble gum <laughs> and. Yeah, it's, it's, it it didn't go the direction I would have liked it to have gone. It did not go well. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, touche. <laughs> so yeah, um, I have a I have a Balin animal from the popcorn uh, bubblegum pairing. Yeah, the, that'd be, <laughs> exactly. be great. See, I do that just to make people say it. Like, you know, uh, do you have any uh, popcorn animals? Yes. <laughs> so. Oh man. I mean, I think okay. we use a lot of like you know, like Eric said, we use a lot of the breeder names to refer to. Yeah. Our animals. You've got the Fudo line of jungles. You know, right. you've got the Headhunter jungles. We've got we use that um, the way of identifying stuff. But I think it's, right. as as we go towards some of this newer stuff that's coming in and all these polygenic traits that are popping up, you're going to have to go to specific animals. You're going to have to name, name right. the animal and say this is it, it's from Oscar. Yeah, yeah. You have to do something. Yeah, yeah. So man, it's going to be tough. <laughs> I've yeah, got like but, five or six unnamed animals here, and I'm like, crap. So. But the but but the cool thing about that is is that, you know, it kind of um, takes away from the ball python esque type of atmosphere in the carpets because you want that specific. I mean, when I first got into carpets, that's kind of what the feel was. You know, if you wanted a jungle, you went to Hud Hunter, Hun, <laughs> Head Hunter. Wow. Well, wow, I'm telling Chris. <laughs> wow, you you made yeah, you that butchered, up. He butchered his I, company I, name I on the air. It. Oh man, horrible. Head hunter. Okay, there we go. Um, and if you wanted like you know a tiger, you went to you, Jason. Uh, you know that kind of thing. But um, for I don't know, I don't know what you guys feel, but it feels like I don't know a little ball python esque with the carpet python morphs. Do you feel that a little bit? Well. Well, the options have grown. I mean, the amount of people breeding has, like, skyrocketed. I mean, getting getting back into it, like, in the early thousands, there was there were a few carpet breeders, and then there was, you know, a couple people meddling around with them. But now we're starting to get a lot more, especially now that you're even talking international breeders. So there's a lot more people to go to. So there's a lot more choices. Out there. I, I think with, I think it's different than the than the ball pythons in the sense that we take a more personal approach to what we do um, right, yeah. with our individual animals themselves. Um, I don't know of any ball python morphs or whatever that that have like individual animal name names attached to them. It's like a vanilla this or a Mojave that or it 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 there it's it's not as personal of an approach as we take. And it, right. you know, and even then the then the greed tree people go even more personal than that I think, but I think we're 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 right behind them, with the way we do things. I would say that the three of us and the people that we probably associate are, with the most part, are are like that. But what I'm saying is is that there's a feeling I feel that over the 
maybe over the past year or two years, it seems like you have certain certain big breeders that kind of just pump out carpet morphs without any uh it's it's opposite of what you're saying like you know we're sp- like you're specifically taking this specific animal and you're putting it with this specific animal getting this specific results like you wouldn't go and put that animal with anything else because it's not going to get you the results that you want whereas somebody else is sort of just breeding that to whatever you know like i have a coastal boop i'm gonna put it with that you know Right. Other other than other than test breedings, I think you're exactly right. I think you know when you when you when something unique pops out, and you want to try to you need you need to figure out the mode of inheritance on it. You've oh, got yeah. to use some some random animals to um to breed to it to see to see what see if it produces what you're looking for, and, and that'll tell you how mm-hmm. you produce it. Right. You know, and more often than not, you know, those those animals that get produced are probably not you know what you're looking for, but you had to do it in order to disprove it right i i get i guess i'm thinking of a maybe a big breeder that breeds carpet python morphs that (laughs) i'm trying to like (laughs) i don't know careful never mind (laughs) yeah never mind you're going you're going down (laughs) the wrong road let's go yeah nope moving on but I mean, Next. if you want if you want to quantify it in a sense where you've got you've got you know, you've got people with with what you would consider a smaller collection doing working on specific pro- projects in order to to um, make specific morphs or, or pattern variants or whatever you're looking for compared to sort of a a, a full scale business um, where they've yeah. already got what they want and they know how to make it and they're just churning out more of them, right. I, I think show, yeah. at, at this junction, I think both both types of breeders have merits. Yeah. yeah. So, I think that's a nice politically correct way to put what road Very you're heading down. Way to yes. say it. Yes. Much better. I, I, I honestly <laughs> do. I think both. I, I think both both yeah. types of 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 breeders are are necessary to well, to do what we do. Yeah. Well, the thing of it is, is like um, okay. So when you first get the morphs, which we've all had them. I mean, remember mm-hmm. the zebras coming in? They weren't the prettiest when they first showed up, you know. But you have to breed right. them. And you're not, you know, you're not picking. You know, obviously, you don't have the nicest example of it. The breeder that you bought it from does. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, uh, over the couple years, we were able to refine it pretty quickly. I think, you know, I mean, look at the zebras that are being produced today, as opposed to, you know, in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm come a long way so you know i think think you're exactly right the big breeder is there to sort of put that out there so that people can get their hands on it and then the smaller Mm -hmm. breeder is there to sort of refine it you know yeah Uh, and i i I think that brings up another uh, another good point not to go off on a complete tangent but you know the people that are now out there that that have access to this refined stuff um, yeah are lucky because they they yeah. can get what they want right off the bat. Hell they yeah. They you know, they don't have to wait four years or five years to to figure out how to make it and make it and then hold it back and then then breed it back to, to in order to produce enough to get out there to put them on the market. So you know, right. there there's a lot of work that goes into you know getting these animals out you know the way we have them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And 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 if you look back, say you know, just take the zebra for example, since we're talking about that. Look back, you know, five six years ago. Like Eric said, what what came over across the pond weren't the weren't the nicest of animals, but within a breeding within a you know a generation or two, you you've already yeah. refined them into to what we consider nice yellow zebra jungles, and those yeah, all yeah. came from those drab looking you know jungles zebras that came over originally, right? Yeah. Which I still have. <laughs> <laughs> so well, hey, yeah. <laughs> if you're still looking babies, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, cool. Yes, that works. So uh, right. that would be interesting to see. And, and it's uh, it's one of those things where you're talking about the people who can buy the refined stuff. It's like that's why I'm waiting for the reds. So one more year, and then I'll I'll pull that trigger. <laughs> the nice refined stuff. <laughs> <laughs> always, always another year. Next year. <laughs> Shut up, you. I'll get there. Uh, so it, it's uh, they're they're good looking animals. I love them, and uh, I, I'm really interested to see how much further you can get going with these things. So, I really so, think I, I'm I'm about a year away. If if they don't if if the the breedings that that I did this year don't take, which you know I, I'm I'm going under the assumption that they're probably not at this point. If they if right. they take next take next year, I'll know a great deal more this time next year as to what, what I can expect to you know, produce and, and what it's going to look like, you know. So we'll see. Awesome. Awesome. Real, real quick, those, that, pair, that pair picture you sent with the two, the pair in it? Yeah, those are, what? Those are siblings. Oh, okay. Really? Wow. So, and that's, those are, that's, that's my, it's, it's a weird lighting. So he's, he's not that gray. He's more, you know, that, okay. the pastel color that I sent you before, but that's his sibling. And she's like a, um, a coffee color, um, with, with some, um, sort of some reddish undertones along the, the, the bottom port, part of her lateral. Mm-hmm. So, um, that pairing hasn't taken yet. Um, but, uh, it, it should be interesting. She's she's got a very jungle look to her, but she's she's all coastal. You know what nice. she reminds me of is an IJ. A, a little bit, yeah. Of an IJ. Yeah, as, as yeah, the color the... fades down the sides, you mean? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yep. So I mean that that was from that's from the original clutch that that he came from. Which I still have the father to that to 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 the original animal as well. I don't use him anymore, but I I do still have him, and he's a direct Madame Blueberry offspring. Wow, you know the thing that uh, is often not talked about um, when you're doing a project like this, like do you have to like you? I guess you really have to kind of focus on this project because of the amount of offspring that you're holding back, right? I mean, yeah, because you only have you have limited space, so. Something's that's that's why I rely, rely on the kindness of people like you, Eric. So when I produce a really nice animal uh-huh. and, and I let it go and, and I still know where it is, and then the person who has it says, Jason, why don't you take this one year and, and, and breed it and to see what you can produce? That would be really nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, not next year, but the following year. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could do I that. Mean, I'd open up a cage for Molly right now. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I you're see just throwing where a snake going. into the trash. It's like, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. No, you, you do have to hold a certain number of them back, and you can't hold them you all do. back. And um, and I, I the, the original clutch that he was produced in, I, I held um, a good amount of animals back for a while. And then as they developed, I, I kind of got rid of some of them because they, they weren't going the way I wanted them to go. 
but yeah, the couple females that I did wind up holding back, and you know, got I got the results that I thought I was going to get, which is I was able to produce a, a good ratio of of high red animals, you know, when bred back to to their siblings. So that's what I expected to happen. Gotcha. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome stuff. What else we got, Owen? Anything else? Um. So I mean, we're not really going to be seeing really, really, really bright red granites anytime soon, is what you're telling me. Are you asking me? No. You're yes. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, she's, she's doing wonderfully, but I don't. I don't think she's going to give us any eggs, Owen. Damn it! Oh, well, I wasn't talking about her. I was talking about you mixing your reds in with like granite projects. Oh but, God, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just I'm I'm just happy that my IJ is now with another breeder who cannot make her do anything. So it's not just oh, me. It's I'm keeping her, her. I'm keeping her again this coming season. Where I'm, uh, she's going to really? breed and she's going to make good eggs. Here, I'm call, I'm calling I'm my shot. <laughs> I'm I'm totally fine with that. I don't want to see her. Yeah, get her at no. So cool. But that would be one of those things where would you expect that to be eventually someone's project, though, to take the refined reds and start kind of dabbling with, like, I don't know, I'm sure they will. I'm, or something I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I bet somebody's doing it. Eric. I mean, there, there's enough so. of the animals out there now. That yeah. Somebody's going to try to do something. Very people have them, so. Yeah. No, I'm not putting it to granite. No. Thank God. All right. I gotta produce like tigers first before I start, you know, messing with you. You gotta shit. you gotta breed Molly to V so I can throw money at you and take babies again. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully That'll next happen. year. Hopefully. Get that going. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit of a slow grower, so <laughs> I, I, I'm the same way. But you know what? I, I find that, that you know, you grow them a little slower, you get a little longer life breeding lifespan out of them too. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not averse to growing them slow. Yeah, they, they hang out longer and do more, which is awesome. So I mean, I still have the the 08 Jag I got from you uh, is might have produced a clutch this year, and he's. Oh, no, wait. So, you know, keeps going. Yeah. Cool stuff. So, anything else you're excited about this year besides the red stuff that you got coming up? I'm interested in, in um, my those couple clutches I got from the Tiger IJ stock. So, we'll see what happens with them. Nice. Um, cool. They're small clutches. They were small animals, but uh, we'll see what pops out of that. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome stuff. Cool. You have albino stuff, too? I'm sorry? You have some albino stuff, too, cooking around, right? Yeah, I I do. I have a clutch of uh, albino Darwins uh, being maternally incubated. She's doing a good job with them. Nice. I don't don't know how many eggs are in there, but, yeah, she's got them. Will be. And and then they got yeah like I said I've got a couple more of those those red clutches um, cooking as well so we'll see what happens awesome. it, 
it was it was a uh, uh, I didn't pair a lot of stuff this year, and you know needed a sort of a, a down year to kind of regroup on a lot of stuff. So, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. It yeah. seems like uh, that's sort of the consensus all around, whether uh, you know you wanted to or not. That's kind of like most people that I talk to. Smaller year for them, so that's good. Um, that's not a bad thing. I'm, it is more demand. I'm kind of hoping. Yep, exactly. I mean, I'm kind of hoping that Jason gets his pyros to breed. Oh, I've got uh, some grabbing ones year. of those. Oh my Did god. You? Oh yeah, I'm done. I went into the etcetera this year. I've, I got a lot of etcetera going this year. I got I got some pyros. I've got some Hondurans. I've got some hognose. I got some pressies. Do you? I have a pair. I didn't know that. I got them there. They're um they're they're from uh, a line in Holland. We imported the uh, the grandparents years and years ago from Holland, and it's an interesting sort of a different looking hypo type. Uh, Hondurans, they're pretty cool looking. The, the, the breeder's name was Jop, J A A P. Okay. So, now, these are animals you've had for like, you've had you've had these animals for a long time. Oh my god, yeah, I've had them like, Whatever. And then now you're just starting to chuck them together again because why not? So, why not? A little variety. Yeah. It's awesome, you know. Like I will if you when the pyros come out, like I'm gonna be calling you. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I hope to get some really nice sort of Santa Rita locality pyros, the bobble lines, and um, uh, and and some of the hypos that that I used to produce back in the day. I, I hope to get, I have a couple pair of those um, breeding as well. So we'll see what happens. That's cool. Awesome. That's really cool. How do you like the uh, hognose? Um, I've been sort of on the fence with them. What? what Love them. Yeah. They're the neatest critters. <laughs> they really are. I mean, really? talk about a snake with 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 a personality. Those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're they're really interesting. I I really enjoy them. And this will be my if 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 all goes well, this will be my actually my first year ever producing the westerns. I you know I had easterns back in the day, but the westerns are really neat looking. Huh. Cool. I like the westerns. Yeah, they're bigger. So. Cool, cool, cool. Man, you got what about Timors? Are you doing anything with them? They don't seem to want to do anything. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Owen and I apparently are going to have to talk. He's, he he might be in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> I just go away. What I do? <laughs> Wait, I just got one. You can't give me these. <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> the dreaded teamwork curse has hit. <laughs> I had no room for shit. Uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, I, uh, <laughs> the teamwork are that. It it seems to be a. Uh, that that that's been a, a tough project so far, but we'll see. Um, hopefully, I'll I'll eventually produce some. Yeah, hopefully. And you were posting up all your cresties and stuff. Um, that that's kind of exploded. I think you had like one or two, and then all of a sudden you have like this little group going on right now. Uh, yeah, it's it's a hot mess. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> yeah. These are my these are my this is my daughter's project that I've I've taken over since she's gotten she's a busy teenager now. So um Right. <laughs> so oh, they are interesting. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, Eric's played with them for a little bit, and I've had one or two. But, you know, I I, I didn't have the patience for them. So Yeah, they didn't last long with me. I I don't know. I don't know what it was. I guess they had legs. I, I, I just... They, they were cool. Yeah. yeah, they were cool, but uh, not my thing. But no. Each, everybody has uh, you know, their own thing. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool stuff. All right. Uh, anything else you want to hit on before we jump no, on? No, I, 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 I think I'm good. Thanks for having me on as usual. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure, thank, thank you. you. Always good to have you on. Talk about the random stuff that we should be buying from you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So okay, how it cool. goes. Well, Thanks, take care, Jason. guys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Bye. Yep. Thanks, Jason. We'll see you. Well, I'm glad that uh, he could uh, stop on and chat with us about the red stuff. I mean, uh, we, we've had him on a few times, and he's kind of touched on the reds a little bit. But that was really nice to get into it, especially because now he's – we're like – I don't think we've had him on in the past, like, year or so. So no. he's done more work with them. So it's kind of like a continuing thing that bring him on, and then he talks about where we're at now and yeah. all this other stuff. So it's it's very cool to have that kind of going. Um, those Some of those reds, man, I mean, he brings them to shows, and it's so damn tempting. So They're beautiful, man. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. I mean, that's – it's like – that's why, that's honest to God, why I'm like, I need to breed more corn snakes so I can afford to throw all the corn snake monies at reds and stuff like that that I want. So, yeah. yeah. He better not send cool me those stuff. adult team wars. He better <laughs> not send me those adult I was I'm saying, so pissed. It's, the, it's, the same, it's the same thing that happens every I don't, time. He better, he better they not. Get I, don't want, I don't want adult team wars. Dude, that's that's like white lips. You don't want adult white lips. If someone's giving you adult white lips, you don't want them. You Everybody, want to go out and buy yourself a pair of baby white lips and raise them up right. That's the way you're going to get them to breed. No one breeds adult animals that have just shown up in your house. Never freaking happens. Yeah. Everybody gets them. Everybody sells them. Stop it. <laughs> and the and the circle goes round. Stop it, all right? <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Uh, but that's funny. That ain't gonna uh, happen. No. <laughs> well, you should have bought reds and not Timors. Then you would, you know. I didn't. Shut up. I, 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 shut up. Shut up. <laughs> See, it'll be if you would have a copy book. And you wrote this shit down. No, 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 no. Your goddamn copybook has nothing to do with this. Uh, that's funny. And we all know that my copybook would be three pages of information and the rest would be just goddamn doodles. All right? So stick, I can see a stick, stick guy going, with a bat hitting another wins, stick yeah, guy. Yeah, all right. And if you flip the pages real quick, the stick guy it moves. Goes, exactly. It's a story. Uh, yeah. It's more fun that way. Oh, that's I was awesome. to do that to your book when you when you passed out. I was tempted to do that with uh, your book, but I couldn't hey, draw fast enough. So. Remember, <laughs> last man on earth. <laughs> oh yeah, Just remember right. that. Okay. And it didn't happen. Paybacks are a bitch. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> uh. Um. <clears throat> so 
you have a uh, special thing coming up, so why don't you tell us about that? I do. You do, don't you? <laughs> oh, um, the, uh, I'm going to be a guest on GTP Keeper Radio uh, this Sunday, the 15th. Um, I have no idea what we're talking about. I'm going to get the idea probably in a day or two. Probably Condros, to which I have one. It's just on a stick. Sweet. <laughs> this is this is what people can expect. It's gonna be a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy's gonna be like, "Why is this idiot on?" So, uh, um, the um, uh, yeah, I have uh, I have one Condro, and one, um, it came from Buddy. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I uh, <laughs> I've been keeping it now. Um, it's 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 on a stick. Yeah, I don't know the temps. I don't really check it. Anyway. They're not really mythical creatures. It's a ball python and a stick, and then I'll, that's when I think Bill will like, oh, pull God. the plug and cut and cut me off. So um, once that happens, then I think it'll be a great episode. But um, I think we're doing a Carpet Fest recap, as well as going into a few stories of the night. Um, I okay. can't really dwell too much into the night because I missed parts of it because I was passed out upstairs. So again, I don't know what they were. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! You missed half the night. You keep one I condo. Did that shit. I didn't miss You're the half perfect the night. guess. I, missed, I don't understand. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Of why? And oh like, man! I'm like, is Eric? I'm like, is Eric coming through? They're like, no. I'm like, I, I don't know. I can't do the radio without Eric. I, uh, I don't know what to say. So it's like, all right. <laughs> this could be uh, probably like the quickest episode of uh, GTP Keeper ever. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Nah, it'll be cool, man. It'll be cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin that show. <laughs> the Conjo never ask me. Back. <laughs> we'll never get another Conjo guest again on NPR. Yep. Be like, no, 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 nope. I will no. <laughs> will Owen be there? Yes. Yeah. And I well, will not, not come. Coming. All right. Well, all right. So. All righty then. Good times. But yeah, uh, we're, we're going to do that, um, and then that'll be cool. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then it's like after I'm done on GTP Keeper Radio is when I'm like, I gotta. Are you going to bullshit? No, <laughs> that'll never happen. <laughs> oh, well, you, those, I mean, no, no. Stop you it. have Stop you it. have a ball python, and <laughs> I do not have a ball python. There exactly, you'll be the perfect. You'll be the perfect guest. Oh, exactly. The perfect <laughs> premise. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just bugging. Uh, yeah, stop it. <laughs> no, all right. Just stop it. No, what, so what's after to, that? Uh, I have to get done with GTP Keeper Radio, and then I have to start getting the friggin' house ready for Carpet Fest. Oh, yeah. I was talking about this with you today. I'm like, I got to paint some stuff, like walls, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I have to get everything ready and then I got to clean the carpet. But the problem is I'm worried about that, you know, wolf like creature that I live with. Just like I would be, I would shampoo the carpets and that's the day he's going to bring in like a dead possum to show me and be like, well, all right then. So I'm saving a lot of the house cleaning to when he's and him and Jim are gone. (laughs) So once the two of them are out of here, um, then I'll probably do all the scrubbing and stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. We're we're gearing up, getting down in it. So I got to yep. talk with you about a few things that we need. But other than that, man, 
it came up quick. Like I, yeah, I'm yeah. like it was. I'm like we got a month left. Oh shit! I got like a week. So yeah, it's crunch time now. Yeah, I know. So we're gonna get that rolling in the right direction. But it should be very very cool. Yeah, and I think uh, we're still going to be on for, I believe, the following day, trying to put a herp trip together. Um, we we have to watch because um, in the state of Pennsylvania, if you're just wandering through the woods and happen upon a reptile, it's totally cool to photograph it and, like, handle it. But if uh-huh. you're actively hunting for them, like if we're going out to the woods with hooks and stuff, you need to have a fishing license. Okay, well, we're just going to be randomly walking through the woods. Walking through the woods, exactly. So yeah. We're not herping, we're hiking. No, no we're so. hiking. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Owen are trying to get in shape <laughs> for oh, our well. possible trip. <laughs> possible. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, that's that's something else we're going to have to do with all Carpet Fest is, you know. Yeah. What are we so, going to do in Australia? I don't know. So. <clears throat> um. So, yeah, so come and join us Saturday, May 21st. Uh, we'll be in Birdsboro, PA. Uh, this is the mm-hmm. fifth the fifth annual Carpet Fest. Five years in a row we've the done fifth. it, put it on. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to uh, coming and hanging out with everybody. Apparently, I'm like the um, going to be driving everybody around. I have so <laughs> many people that I'm fucking driving. Uh, I don't even know. Like, I, this is going to have to be timed. Because I have to get up there to help you, um, yes. but uh, I got people coming on train. I got one coming on a plane. <laughs> you got planes. You got planes, trains, and automobiles, dude. Yeah, pretty um, much. I I'm I'm pretty much just like I told you. I took the day off for Carpet Fest setup, so I'm dropping zero off at my mother's Thursday night, and then I am going to be home cleaning cages and getting stuff all in order so all right so yeah i'll probably head up thursday then to give you a hand and then uh friday i have to go in for work for a little bit but then i gotta go pick people up then they gotta come (laughs) up with me we're gonna put them to work going don't worry goddamn right (laughs) goddamn right i'm saving shit now yep yeah so uh so yeah if you're thinking about going i mean Listen to the Southern Carpet Fest recap we did. Uh, listen to, uh, you know, what we had going on, uh, you know, what a time it was. So if you're in the area, uh, it's definitely worth coming out and hanging out. Meet new people, uh, hanging out with old friends. You know, it's just, it's just, it's really cool. So um, I don't know what more I can say other than it's a good time. So we hope to see you there. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing the auction come up. If you didn't get a shirt, probably by the time you're listening to this, it's too late to get a shirt, so you don't get one. <laughs> pretty much, right? Yep, pretty much. It's uh, it's one of those things of like the uh, the shirt. I think you got it till I think probably midnight, or is it? I think we got one more day on it, or today the last day. I the last day. Yep. Sorry, guys. 45 minutes. Go get it. Yep. You got 45 minutes. Go get it now. If you're listening to this on, um, if you are listening to this on uh, uh, download, 
sorry you missed it. And yep. we're not going to reopen them. We reopen them every freaking year. And, like, we have to have a certain amount of purchases in order to uh, fulfill a booster. So we'd have to find 20 people that want the shirt. And that, that those people never show up. There's usually only about four or five people who are like, hey, I missed it. So we're sorry, guys. You guys have had a month to order the shirts. So... Well, I think we're talking about the next booster we do. We're going to do something for Rattlesnake Roundup type stuff. Yes. Um, yes. So we'll work on a design for that uh, concept, and, uh, you know, uh, we'll get something going for that. So hopefully uh, I think uh, we were we have something, you know, somebody that can put us in touch with people. Is that right, Owen? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. <clears throat> so. All right, good to know. Uh, let's see. So next week, uh, who do we have next week? Um, I'm not sure, honestly. Next week is not – the week after that is um, post-Carpetfest recap. Uh, I'm sure uh, we'll have Terrell on to talk about the uh, – Southwest Carpet Fest that was on, uh, they're doing theirs on the 20th. Mm-hmm. So tell us how it went. We'll talk about the Northeast. Uh, the week after that, we're going to be talking uh, off the top of my head. I can't remember. But at the end of the month, our good buddy from Australia, Wayne Larks, is coming back to talk nice. with us about all the crazy carpet morphs and stuff that he has going on. He has probably one of the most amazing collections of carpet python morphs that I've seen. Some insane stuff, you know, snows and uh, uh, paradox, exanic caramels, and just crazy stuff. So uh, that should be a cool show. Uh, I think we got some uh, some et cetera stuff lined up. I know uh, Peter Birch is lined up at some point. We just yes. got to nail down a date. Which is which is pretty awesome to talk some Antaresia. Um Yeah, and he can talk about the uh <clears throat> caging requirements over in Australia and how kooky those are. Yeah. So um Yeah. Probably uh I'm I'm looking for somebody to talk Alterna, trying to get uh you know, um some uh some colubrid people, uh, you know. So we got our feelers out, some cool shows should be coming up in the in the future. Uh, for sure. So stay tuned for that. Um, cool. So I don't know. Anything else you want to hit on before we uh, wrap it uh, up here? I got nothing because I don't have any shows coming up except for June Hamburg. So there's none of that on there. And yeah. So I got nothing. I'll see everybody at Northeast Carpet Fest if you aren't going to be at North South. Yeah. yeah, that's all I got. Okay, um, we'll just run down the list real quick, and then you know we'll call it a day. So please support cool. US Arc, uh, USArc dot org. Sign up for their mailing list. Uh, help them any way you can. Um, cool. They're uh, what was? Hold on. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> um, yeah, USArc dot org. Um, everything that we're doing for Carpet Fest and Southern Carpet Fest, gonna go into one big pot. And uh, yep, 
going to be uh, a nice thing. That's one show that we'll probably be having sometime soon, uh, trying to get Phil Goss to come on and uh, chat with us about uh, some of the some reptile laws. And such. Yeah. So that would be cool. Um, so Morelia Python Radio, uh, if you like the podcast, check out uh, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. If you have any questions or comments about the show, future guests, send us an email at info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. You can check out our Facebook page, um, Morelia Python Radio. Give it a like. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Morelia Python. You can subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast app you happen to use. From time to time, I get some people that say that the uh, <clears throat> the show doesn't load up correctly. I think the most consistent one is iTunes. Um, right. But I know not everybody has iTunes. Apparently, uh, Blog Talk did some uh, some housekeeping, and they had to go ah, back damn and it. <laughs> fix all the uh, RSS feeds. And uh, everything should be uh, should be up and going, so uh, that should all be fixed. Uh, you can sub, uh, yeah, like I said, what? I'm pretty sure my father just died upstairs. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> well, the penguins won. Stop oh. yelling! We're still in the middle of the show. Oh, oh, we gotta hurry up. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, RayPlayThatRadio.com. Woohoo! <laughs> um, <laughs> There we go. Go Penguins. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for me, Jim from Morgantown is having a ball. Shouldn't Shut he up. be a Flyers <laughs> fan? <laughs> I can't. No, no. We're from Pittsburgh originally. Oh, so. okay. oh All right. I'll let it slide. All right. EBMorelia.com. Right, <laughs> My email is eric at EBMorelia.com. I just put up the pictures of the uh, Ocelot Jag Clutch. So if you want to check them out, go over to my breeding page, 2016. Click on the little icon that's uh, <laughs> little icon. I'm trying to go as fast as I can, Owen. <laughs> I can't. Uh, the little icon will take you to the clutch page. You can check out all the babies and tell me what you think. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all EB Morelia. It's all you, dude. <laughs> okay. Um, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com, check out all the stuff we have going on there. You can also check out rogue-reptiles-facebook.com. Uh, we, we have the new clutch of Super Caramel Jags that are hatching right now. I'll be posting up pictures of them as they get uh, a little bit, as they come out of the eggs. If you're interested and want to get put on the list for once they're ready, let me know. I'll put you on that. Until then. Uh, we won't see. We'll have another show till the June show at Hamburg. So that's all I got. That's all we got. I have to go make sure that Jim isn't dead now. So what we'll <laughs> say is good night, everybody, and we'll see you all next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin Markland and I created the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site 
bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination, full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords, and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum mag that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. 